Good morning. Welcome to another episode of the End Time Blog Podcast. I'm Elizabeth Prada. Today I'm talking of cemeteries and monuments. I like visiting cemeteries. I always have. I grew up next to a large one. It was beautiful, and it even had a beautiful name. Stone columns adorned either side of the entry, and a babbling brook ran in front and all along the side. Gentle hills were fun to swoop my bike down and weren't hard to pedal up. Huge pine trees, you know, the ones that look like Christmas trees, allowed me, a solitude-seeking girl, to part the boughs and lay inside the greenery on a bed of pine needles. Reading Nancy Drew, at once protected and apart from the world. I liked that cemetery for its quietude, but I was not yet old enough to really ponder the eternality of those residing in it under the ground. I enjoyed the cemeteries we looked at in the pews and pulpits ramble I took a few years ago. And that was a historical tour of old Georgia churches with their adjacent cemeteries with lots to look at, including unusual graves and monuments like the Barnett Cemetery in Warrington County, known for its large angel. I saw a photo of a monument online the other day, and it was so unusual. And I looked at the photo for a long time. And it brought tears to my eyes for a variety of reasons. Matthew Stanford Robinson was born with issues and a lack of oxygen rendered him blind and paralyzed. Doctors did not expect Matthew to live, but he did for 10 and a half years. He passed away in his sleep in 1999. And his father, Ernest, decided um, to build and design a monument that he wanted to honor his son and to bring joy and comfort to others. And since this is really a blog entry based on a visual rather than um, describing a podcast, it's really important to take a look at the photo at the blog, but I'll describe it. It's a photo of a young boy leaping out of his wheelchair and reaching up his face looking joyous and his arms reaching. And it's obvious that his father intended it to look like his son was fully healed and reaching for Jesus upon his passage from this earth to the next. And I looked at that picture for a long time, thinking, of course, of Matthew, the young boy it depicts, and all the disabled people, people in chronic pain, There's someone I know named Alex, who's wheelchair-bound, another named Debbie Lynn, my own elder, rendered paralyzed due to a football neck injury in high school, children battling cancer and losing, stillborn babies. There's so much pain on this earth for so many people. But the folks I mentioned are Christian, and they show much joy of Christ through their struggles and obstacles. But it is a fact that the curse of sin in the world brings with it much sorrow, including illness and broken bodies. 
And I rejoiced that the little tyke depicted in that picture of the monument actually and truly did reach for Christ upon passing from this life to the next. Jesus does love the children. Mark 10, 13 to 14 and 16 says, And they were bringing children to him so that he would touch them. But the disciples rebuked them. When Jesus saw this, he was indignant, and he said to them, Allow the children to come to me. Do not forbid them, for the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. Now back to the picture of the boy leaping from the wheelchair, reaching up. Um, All that person had posted was the photo, and it was just a very short caption, and it said nothing about who he was or where he lived or when this all took place. So I got curious and I Googled it. And I found that it was Ernest Robinson and his son, Matthew, as mentioned, and they lived in Salt Lake City. Uh Uh-oh. Chances are, if they lived in Salt Lake City, they were likely Mormon, which is not of the true faith. So I Googled some more and I found the obituary for Matthew. And it contained a quote that looked spiritual, biblical almost, but not quite, and I couldn't place it. So I Googled the quote, the spiritual sentences, and uh uh-oh, again, it's from the Book of Alma, and that's from the Book of Mormon. So the dad is Mormon. And if the dad is still alive, there is still time for him to repent and believe. And then he would see his son full-formed and glorified. But if not, then more tears, as Luke 13, 28 says. So I got sad all over again. This time not for illness and sickness and broken bodies, but for sin's ability to believe anything but the true gospel. The fact that so many cults and so many false beliefs are out there deceiving people into a wrathful eternity is really heartrending. I truly hate false doctrine with a white hot heat. I was moved thinking about the day I either pass away or I'm called up to Jesus alive and I see him. What a wonderful moment. Sin will pass away. I will sin no more. No one who was found to be in Christ will be tainted by sin or harmed by sin or endure any pain because of it. What a day that will be. And you know, there'll be no more cemeteries for death was not found, says Revelation 2014. We will spend our days gazing upon the author of life. Well, this has been another episode of the End Time Blog Podcast. Thank you for listening, and I hope you have a tremendous day.